0: Joel.
1: And I'm Josh, and today we're talking about Beauty and the Beast, a story about a horrible, terrifying creature who falls in love with Ron Perlman and then doesn't have to be a corporate lawyer anymore. Aww.
0: Aww.
2: She's nice. Poor Linda Hamilton. I
3: like Lemon, 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 lemon.
1: <laughs> I like
2: lemon Hamilton. <laughs> yes, Beauty and I the like Beast. I like ha- Hamilton as well, but yeah. uh, it Lim- Lim- doesn't Lim- work as well unless no, not at all. No. No. Yes. So welcome no. to the Beauty and the Beast show. No. No. And no.
3: Now we're, we're stuck in a loop.
0: <laughs> Pretty sturdy loop. <laughs>
2: God. So yeah, so this week we're talking about Beauty and the Beast. To get ready for the release of the Beauty and the Beast movie, we'll, this week we've watched the Beauty and the Beast TV show, one going back to 1986? 87. 87. And the one that was released in 2012, which had some interesting things that were in common. But uh yeah, so the beauty and the beast.
1: If you're into interesting things, you can always check out Geek Life Radio. Nope, podcast collective. I'm looking at the wrong section of the show notes. <laughs> Mike Mike gives me a good one to move in and I fuck it up. Don't <laughs> stick the landing. <laughs> On the podcast collective, you can find such shows as the Bad Parenting Podcast, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, The Dog Induced Show, and of course the Rad Dad Radio
2: Hour. Yes, and if you're looking for some of our older stuff, you can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. Or if you'd like to get in touch with us, maybe give us an idea, have a complaint, tell Josh how to stick it. And uh, we can call us at 7... Where to stick it. (laughs) Where to stick it, how to stick it. I I know know. how to stick it. But do
3: you know where?
0: I don't know. You've got to move it, move it. (laughs) You like
3: to move it, move it?
0: Go. No. (laughs) the hell is wrong with you people? I don't know. So, (laughs)
2: 708-669-9727. Or you can always check
1: us out at the aforementioned Geek Life Radio at 12 noon on Saturdays.
2: Yes, that is a place where we will be. So, listener feedback. Got any?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, did we have any activity on the Twitter or
2: uh, Facebook page? Because we didn't have any voicemails this week. No voicemails. We had a little bit of activity on Facebook. I completely forgot about Twitter. You
3: sons of bitches.
0: Once Mike posted the same fear link.
2: Yeah, the master of the pan flutes something they got everybody talking about, it. but we have been. I know I heard your I have heard your complaints and uh, I have gotten back on the uh, track of posting uh, older shows. We're down to 27. You got the board game show and close encounters of the third three and quarters kind. <laughs> uh, which for that's, not, some... that's
3: not how that should read <laughs> No,
2: that's the third and fourth kind Oh <laughs> well, Anyway, you know, I was confused Because I, I, forge- I, I forget about the graphics That I do about this I do when I make the shows And I cannot understand why we have a picture Of a large southern woman in a kayak Kayaking down a gravy a gravy river
1: That's Potato Mountain
3: Yeah Oh, that's
2: right Okay, that makes more sense
3: Mashed Tater Mountain
2: yeah, there you go. So go back, listen to us before we realized that we needed to get better microphones.
1: Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, be careful what you wish for, because you get to some of those earlier shows and they they get a little rough.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, I like it rough. But yeah, of I, you can.
3: I'm still using the same headphones from the very first episode. <laughs> so me,
1: yeah.
0: I was
3: on board with the good headphones from the very beginning.
0: I haven't changed anything.
3: And so we
1: know I was using a Speak and Spell. For the first 30 <laughs> episodes. Yeah. All right. About that time? Oh, yeah. It's about that time.
2: This week in
0: music, movies, and TV. And sports. I was strangely connected to them.
2: All right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nice. nice. So uh, the theme of this week is the 25th of September 1987, which is the release date of the Perlman Hamilton Beauty and the Beast. Batby, Batby.
0: Bat-B. I, I like Batby. It's Bat-B. known as some circles. Bat-B. That's what we're, we're going to refer to it as for this entire episode. Batby, <laughs> Batby, Bat-B and
2: Flap. Oh, Flap.
0: <laughs> ah, music.
3: It's, it's, it's like the pinky in the brain spinoff
0: <laughs> and they're, and they're
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the top songs in the land are didn't we almost have it all by Whitney Houston here I go again by Whitesnake and I just can't stop loving you by Michael Jackson that's a whole lot of love songs
2: it really is it's good it's good love songs though
0: and I will confess that here I go again by Whitesnake is one of my uh, top 50 all time songs ever
3: you it's- and Frank the tank
1: it's definitely my favorite of those three. Yeah, uh,
3: and, I, I would go with the Michael Jackson one. I'm normally just there.
1: It's just that's not going to crack probably my top twenty for Michael Jackson.
2: Michael Jackson has a lot
0: better stuff than that.
3: Well, yeah, obviously.
0: But he's got he's got a, an entire catalog to celebrate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if I
3: stop. Just tell me what will I do?
0: No, Jack Lawless, drummer for the Jonas Brothers, is born on September twentieth.
1: That's all there is to say about him. Yep. I was going to say, I don't think any of us is going to recall our font <laughs>
3: days listening to the Jonas Brothers. You can uh, move yeah. on.
0: That first album. I liked,
3: Actress. I liked them before they were popular.
0: When they were fetuses? Yes. You. <laughs> Actress and singer Hilary Duff was born on September 29th in Houston, Texas. She's a Texan? Yep. Hmm. It's like a whole other country.
3: She still lives in Houston.
0: Huh. That explains a lot. Like what? Shut up. Uh, I got (laughs) you. Clarissa explains it all. Oh, wait, different actress.
1: Like her getting to a certain age and then crashing and burning.
2: Oh.
0: Oh, oh. Oh. Uh. Bad beat. On September 25th, CBS launched an American version of the long-running UK television show Top of the Pops. It lasts one year.
2: Now, we talked about this before. Uh, Top of the Pops? Yeah, yeah. We,
3: we've done. We we were very close to this week in a couple in one tweet before, but
2: yeah. It's the, but the thing is that the the contrast to it is that the European Top of the Pops lasted like twenty three years or some ridiculous yeah. amount like that. So
3: I think I think it's still going actually.
2: Yeah, and it's weird
1: because like it has no name recognition over here, and there are too many other similar shows. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it was just a bad idea.
3: Well, they were trying to do the coattail thing, I think.
2: Yeah. I'd watch a show. I, uh, yeah. Coattails. Love me some coattails. Woohoo. Oh, wait.
3: Ooh. That's ducktails. That's right.
2: Moving on to movies. This
1: week sees the release of La Bamba, The Pickup Artist, The Principal, The Princess Bride, Hellraiser, Superman 4, Quest for Peace, and the number one movie and our acronym of the week, F.A., which, of course, is
0: fellatio attorney. <laughs> Dude, I love that show.
3: Damn it, I got the wrong attorney.
0: I'm just trying to get ahead in the business. <laughs> uh, Joel, I think you've started it right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that noise was actually me slapping my knee there.
0: <laughs> I can see, like, there's, a, there's a, like a sassy judge, and he's like, I'm going to pass judgment on that ass. No. And it's oh. gone. Uh, so what is it actually falcon's ass oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: i i couldn't hear what what it actually it's fatal attraction was. oh fatal oh. attraction
2: Fat mm, love Fat me all some right. bunny what's your movie out of all those princess Ooh. bride
3: princess bride princess yeah bride. yeah it has to be except yeah. for
2: joel superman 4 now we all have to punch him
0: <laughs> careful i'm gonna throw my superman logo at you no that was superman 3 stuff. that wasn't superman 4 oh did i get it mixed up
2: yeah
1: Tom Felton was born September 22nd, and as a child actor, he made his debut in The Borrowers. Followed by a role in Anne. felton also appeared in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, The Apparition, and Risen. He also portrays Julian Albert slash Dr. Alchemy on The
2: Flash. It's one of those shows where everybody's been on it. Yeah. It's- I'm
1: so far behind. I actually didn't know he was going to end up being Dr. Alchemy.
0: Who? Oh, am I confusing him with somebody else? I thought he was, uh... <laughs> He was. On the, I, I'm like, wait a minute. He's the blonde he, he, kid. From, he,
3: won, he won awards for Best Villain for his portrayal of Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter series. Malfoy.
0: That's his name. Yeah. Ah. I'm like, I mean, why are you leaving that out? Uh, hey, unfortunately, he's not high enough
1: profile for that joke to totally land.
3: Yeah, but it was funny to me.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: And I caught it. I mean, I liked him in, in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, but I I, I was like, Pat, are you forgetting something?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Draco Malfoy. Fair
1: enough. A tragic apartment fire on November 21st took the life of African-American actress and social worker Ruth Attaway, sister of William Attaway, the novelist, playwright, and screenwriter. In the 1930s through the 70s, she starred in many roles on Broadway and in Hollywood. Titles included You Can't Take It With You, Porgy and Bess, and Being There, which was her last role.
2: Being There, wasn't that the
1: one with... um.
3: Peter Sellers. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah it really is.
1: On Poor Game best is a great musical of that era. Mm-hmm.
3: True. I mean, Being There is a good movie if you can get past the whole, um, you know, Peter Sellers playing an Indian character, <laughs> which some people obviously have problems with. As you, can, you all you got to do is ask Fisher Stevens.
1: Yeah, but apparently, <laughs> in India, it was a huge hit. Yeah. I was reading articles about the whole whitewashing thing and uh, white actors playing non-white characters. And uh, apparently over there, his, his portrayal was very popular. Strangely.
2: Yeah. Hey, well, hey, Maybe Pat. they just don't give a shit.
0: Her pants are blazing for you.
3: <laughs> Women, who can live with them and without them?
0: I want to stick my tongue down her throat.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joshy Five is alive.
1: Moving on to Bob Fosse, famous choreographer for Broadway, died on September 22nd from Terminal Jazz Hands. Is that a thing? No.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They won't stop jazzing. (laughs) So you're going to tell us what it really was?
3: Um, Complications. What was it? Complications from pneumonia, I think.
2: Oh. Well, that's not as fun.
3: That's why I didn't write it.
2: Well, good play, then. All right, TV. The top shows are, of course, The Cosby Show, A Different World, Cheers, The Golden Girls, and Growing Pains. Show me that
0: smile again. that smile. I was muted, damn it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Along with Beauty and the Beast, we see the release of Elf, the animated series. Ha!
0: I kill
3: me.
2: Willie! I'm not going to say it's a guilty pleasure,
0: but... I fucking love Elf.
3: <laughs> yeah, Elf was fun. The guy who played Elf, complete loon jackass. But...
0: Well, and and uh, Jerry Stahl, the creator of oh, anyway, just watch Permanent Midnight, you'll understand.
3: Like, no shit, yeah, hmm. probably Ben Stiller's best role ever.
0: I love that. Love that movie. Great flick. But yeah, Elf. I had an Elf uh, doll that I used to carry around all the time. I loved Elf. He,
3: he used to make them clear the set while he set himself up as the puppet. And then he wouldn't let people like see him doing the puppet because he wanted you know everybody to be caught you know like uh like that was his version of method acting as a puppet <laughs> i guess jesus
2: my my favorite scene out of the entire one has gotta be when um they're doing uh they're they've got uh was it what was the dad's name Louis willie 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 well, he's got Willie dressed up as uh Elton John, and they're doing Saturday night.
3: Nope, not familiar. With not that. familiar. I you I'll, that I'll
2: have to find a, a video of that one because it's fantastic. <laughs> so, all right, Dan Rowan was a straight man in the comedy duo Rowan and Martin with his partner Dick Martin. The two created the show Rowan and Martin's Laughing, one of the most popular comedy variety shows of all time. Wow. <laughs> it was <laughs> popular. I discovered apparently. what that is. That's my computer <laughs> saying that it wants to restart. <laughs> Please don't. row. Fuck you, Windows Ten. Um. Hang on So Where was I? One of the most popular comedy variety shows of all time He exited stage left due to lymphoma on September 22nd Yikes Wow (laughs) Death in this one isn't just depressing It's not funny and depressing Uh, At the 39th Emmy Awards held on September 20th Winners include Law & Order, Bruce Willis, and Sharon Gless Sharon Gless, who is that?
0: She was on Cagney & Lacey Oh,
2: okay Mm. All right, and then uh, Star Trek, The Next Generation, debuts on September 28th, and then 30-something debuts on September
0: 29th. Top of Box is canceled songs. later. Yeah. You never watched it? Nope. I watched it. Watch what? 30-something. 30-something? Yeah. I was like 15-something.
3: Yeah, I think my mom watched that show. Lots of people's moms watched that show.
0: Let's see, 1987? No, I wasn't even 15-something. I was like... 12-something. Pat was like 43, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, 42. And sports.
3: Show me
2: that's <laughs> my
3: <laughs> On September 20th, Walter Payton rushed for a then-record 107th career touchdown against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's now fourth on the list, though. <laughs> yeah. The second-ever NFL strike begins on September 22nd, and it lasts 24 days. All there is to that. Yep. And then uh on September twenty sixth, the San Diego Padres, Benito Santiago, sets the rookie hitting streak record at twenty-eight games. That means there were twenty eight games in a row that he got at least one hit. Oh nice. Yeah. The record is anyone?
2: Uh thirty-four. No. Is... Literally,
3: literally double that number. Fifty six games by Joe DiMaggio.
2: Oh my gosh. Oh.
3: Yeah, Joe DiMaggio went fifty six games with a hit went one game without a hit and then went another 22 games with a hit. So <laughs> yeah, in in 79 games he had 78 hits.
2: That's crazy. Yep. How, do they have like how many at bats he had?
3: Uh yeah, I mean it's it's somewhere I'm sure. Yeah, that's I mean gonna be and nuts. there were multiple games where he had multiple hits, I'm sure. So huh. Yeah, at least one in all those. That's that's one of those sports records that a lot of people say will never be broken.
2: That's probably a good, good guest right there so yep that's pretty all right. impressive. joel closing sports. music wait no not sports closing music <laughs> <laughs> all right main show on to the main stuff the then beauty and the beast so this is actually josh's idea if i remember correctly
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait what I, are you having second thoughts well
1: no i, I you know i Back in the day, when this was on, I was not particularly interested in it. But I did want to take a look at it with fresh eyes. Because I, I definitely thought it was, like, over-melodramatic soap opera at the time. But uh, we'll we'll get into what I think about it now.
2: Yeah. So here's the deal. 1987 to 1990, it's listed as a crime-fantasy-drama TV series. Uh, the series follows a relationship between... Uh, Vincent the Beast and Catherine the DA, or the ADA. What? Not the Beast. Not the Beast. What's an ADA? Dis- assistant Assistant. assistant. Oh, assistant. Okay. Yeah, I thought she was like a, a Disabilities Act. Um, <laughs> so they tried to make it a... First season was a blend of romance and crime drama, which the Criminal of the Week seemed to be the theme. And Catherine used her wiles and skills to romance Vincent out into the world so she could uh you know, nustle, nustle, nuzzle and no, 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 uh, nuzzle? Nuzzle him. Nuzzle him. Nuzzle? Nuzzle. Make lion babies. Yes. Well that would that would come and didn't come until season three. Rawr. Yeah. So but every yeah, every uh episode you're treated with the backlit image of Vincent running down a hallway and uh
1: that uh circular staircase i always thought was cool even back then
2: oh the one that goes down into the underground yeah yeah that's pretty sweet so uh the second season they were in a boost trying to boost ratings they changed a little bit more of it into action uh, and they had a recurring villain named per- perseus perseus Paracelius, Paracelius Paracelsus Par- That too Par- <laughs> Played by Tony J Par-
3: Paraceltics Yes <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was Larry Bird and Kevin McHale <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, So Boo. you may not you may not know the guy by his face Well you probably would He's a character actor But he's been in Twin Peaks He's been in Night Court uh, And did the voice of uh, Judge Claude Frollo In Hunchback in Notre Dame sorry okay. uh, <laughs> so the second season I don't, know, don't even know where that came from uh,
3: that was the theme to Night Court
2: oh I thought he was doing Barney Miller
3: it sounded like Barney Miller but that was that. he was doing okay. the theme of Night in that
2: case I'm just going to pretend that you did it right <laughs> so Yay. the end of the second season Catherine seems walking down into a chamber where Vincent is suffering from madness now, it comes back in 89, and at this point, Linda Hamilton was pregnant and said that she was going to leave the show, so they decided to uh, attract more male viewers. Well, they they wanted to attract more male viewers, and they knew that getting rid of her would uh, would probably have an issue with that, so they wind up killing her and replacing her with Diana or Joe Anderson. No, Diana Bennett, who played Joe Anderson as a criminal profiler. Unfortunately, it took a really dark turn, and the core um, fans did not like it, and it was canceled afterwards.
1: Yeah, and you want to strike that and reverse it. It was Joe Anderson playing Diana.
2: Okay.
0: Well, and then in the third season, that's where Vincent started to try different things, like that episode where he was a NASCAR driver. <laughs> I mean, it was it just it got really out there, like really and out then, there.
3: Then there was the season where he was Ted Cruz. Lion Ted Cruz.
2: Dude. So, oh, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> this was created by a one, Ron Coslow, who's known for <sighs> Beauty and the Beast and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's, he's actually the creator. He's listed as creator for both this one and the 2012 one also. Uh, Vincent is played by the strangely sexy Ron Perlman.
3: Yeah, it was so funny because, like, all these women – I, I do remember this from the time because I didn't. I've never watched this show until the, this episode, and all these women back in the day. I remember like you know every all hearing all these women fawning over like, oh, the beast. He's so you know it's so romantic and so blah blah, and they're like he's a sex symbol or whatever. Then the very first time Ron Perlman appeared without his makeup on, all the women were like,
2: huh, <laughs> did, did not expect that. <laughs> right now, though, man, Ron Perlman's got some. You know, He's
3: a badass he you now. Really
2: is, especially after uh, uh, Hellboy. The, well, Hellboy and um, Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Sons yeah. of Anarchy, yeah. And also, oh, my my favorite oh, character, Ron Perlman's, has got to be the character from uh,
0: Pacific Rim. I was going to uh, mention that. Yeah, that's a good one. Um,
3: mine is Mine is Hellboy. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, Hellboy is my favorite. He was born to play that role, and I'm that's, so yeah, mad that's that's they, cast.
3: that they. That, that's yeah. as good a casting as Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. Honestly, in my opinion. Yes. Oh yeah. So and also,
1: for us video game nerds, he is forever going to be the uh, voice of the Fallout narrator.
2: Yeah. War. War never changes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Because yep. So also, don't play Fallout. Roy Dutrice as true? Jacob Father-Wells, Jay Acavone as Deputy DA Joe Maxwell, Linda Hamilton as Assistant, District Attorney Catherine Chandler, and Ren Woods as Edie, her partner, the computer geek.
3: Yeah, on the... We're, <laughs> every time they would cut to her it's like and she's just typing she's just mashing the same keys over and over again
2: mm-hmm. with those lights and everything going on in the back I don't know what those what those what those uh, terminals were doing in the back but
1: uh we also cut the cast list two spots before someone who us trekkies would recognize it's Armin Shimerman. Oh. he played Pascal and he was best known he went on to play Quark on uh Deep Space 9. Oh, so very Quark. And I guess Ron Perlman gave him a whole lot of tips on basically having to constantly wear prosthetics.
3: <laughs>
2: hmm. Kind of like Marky Mark. Well, they said that it uh, took four hours to get him into full makeup for every episode.
3: It took far less time to get Dirk Diggler into makeup.
2: <laughs> I'm a star. <laughs> also, Beauty and the Beast.
3: And Del Rey Lindo, was also in this.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, they had a ton of guest stars for one episode or two episodes. Well, oh, he
3: wasn't it, recurring.
0: No. The funny thing about no. DeWoy Lindo is, oh, is well, and this is something I mentioned when. And speaking of which, uh, uh, Linda Hamilton's boss's name is Joel. Props. Anyway, where in the first pilot episode or the first episode, the trainer that she goes to help her get her street fighting skills is generic character actor guy. Second episode poof it's Del Rey Lindo
1: <laughs> well yeah but this was back in the day where you didn't shoot a pilot and then ship it around and know that you were getting like a 12 episode run you'd shoot the pilot it'd be in a can for a year and then if you got picked up you'd shoot episode two and like the filming delay between episode one and two might be a really long time mm-hmm.
3: and a lot of people like would would get booked in other things and had to be recast. So.
1: Yeah. Or you'd get be. more money and be able to hire Delroy Lindo. Right. Yeah.
0: So Right, which uh, I think originally uh, Jim Carrey was in the Beast costume in the pilot episode. Yeah, when he was four. <laughs> 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 Let me show you something.
2: So uh, going over this, one of the things that we noticed in the, I think it was episode two for us on the this one uh we noticed a name in the credits and I went and looked and 14 episodes have writing credits from George R R Martin.
1: Well
3: Never. yeah he was
1: also the executive producer and story
0: runner. Yeah.
3: Yeah. This was his first big uh break I think.
0: Well this is he just was crazy cuz there's not nearly enough deaths for George R R Martin. I, well, <laughs> he had
1: know, already like, written a bunch of books, but he thought that he would never write again because the book right before he started his TV career crashed and burned. He, uh, he wrote a bunch of like vampire books. His last one bombed. He was on Max Headroom as a producer. He did a whole bunch of TV work. And then a couple years after this, he did uh, the wild cards superhero series, which got him back into writing and in, like, Four years after that started uh, Game of Thrones
2: yeah I've got the uh, first um, first um, book of the wild card series It's good stuff so so those, those were books called the wild card mm-hmm. Wild cards yeah there was like one wild guy-
1: cards is a superhero anthology which he wrote a lot of but has always overseen like uh, they're like a bunch of short stories all focusing on an individual character. Mm -hmm. A hero or a villain.
2: Huh. Like one guy flies around in a big VW Beetle that's been modified as like a flying tank. And there's other, I forgot what the other ones were, but that one always stuck out in my head. Uh, Oh, yeah,
0: because it's unique.
2: (laughs) Windy Penny also created two issues of a comic book adaptation of the series. Uh, Toss her in here because we talked about her when we did the Women in Comics show. Uh, while other comic book adaptations were made from existing chapters, she is the only writer artist that was given permission by Ron Coslow to create entirely new stories for the characters.
0: And I'm trying to imagine that with as much like drama and music, trying to you know pull your heartstrings and all the talking that goes on. What that would look like in comic book form? No,
2: Wendy Penny was pretty good for. I mean, I think her uh, art style was good for this sort of thing. Hmm. The so, look her up yeah uh during the show's run ron perlman was actually offered countless requests to promote products while dressed as vincent and then he said he's not there to be
0: exploited except that l'oréal commercial
3: <laughs>
0: maybelline yes
3: maybe he's born with it
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> more than likely um, but maybe
3: it's lying dna
0: well then there was that uh that failed sitcom with him and uh, uh eric stoltz the Lion and the Elephant. What? Elephant? The,
3: the Lion, the Mask, and the Wardrobe.
0: Right. Oh, the Lion, the
2: Thank Mask, you. and the
3: Wardrobe. There, yeah. Thank you.
2: Are you, are you going to do this the whole show, Joel? I just want to know so I can be ready. Do what? These jokes and things. <laughs> well, I, was, well I, I
3: restrained myself from, from yes. saying something really really cheesy, but I'm going to go ahead and say it since Joel has embraced the thing I was The lady, uh, Win, Wendy Penny.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um you know what? Never mind. No, I'm not even going to do it. I'm I'm no, censoring myself. No. It's so bad, I'm not going to say no, it. No,
2: you've gone too far.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> one windy Penny is worth about five whorish women. So the equivalency is it's a penny for your thoughts. Yeah, that's why one? I didn't want to say it, because I didn't think you guys would know what thought means. No, no I, I knew.
2: I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I you should have gone
3: myself. with your gut there. Right. I, hey, do not blame me. I censored myself. I am, I,
2: I, I wasn't talking you into it. <laughs> I am openly apologizing to everybody out there for that. That was my <laughs> fault. So, I know
3: when to censor myself.
2: We watched the first three episodes. First I... First one was the, you know, discovery of it, and... um. Well, one
3: of the first things that 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 made me laugh watching this was after he attacks the guys in the hallway that were trying to to kill uh, Kathy. You know, the very first time you see him in action and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. The, the the detective comes in and he surveys the crime scene, and first thing out of his mouth is like, "Well, this looks like a lion mauling." really? In the middle of a city, of an urban setting, that's the first thing out of your mouth? Like, oh, yes, this is obviously lions.
1: (laughs) It is New York. But still. Just saying.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Not not like, oh, these have been attacked by wild animals. Oh, yes, this is obviously a lion, because I am a zoologist.
2: (laughs) This was a lot of (laughs) raccoons. (laughs) Yeah, the first episode was just as, I don't want to say cringe-inducing, but just kind of it was very eighties. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. yeah, the romance dialogue was just
1: as sappy and difficult to sit through as I vaguely remembered. But one of the things that impressed me about this was the whole world Vincent came from having almost shades of Nightbreed.
3: Yeah, I never saw Nightbreed, so
0: we have it. Well, no, well, I agree the the world building on it uh, was very well done because it it created a whole atmosphere and a separate environment from anywhere else that you really had seen at that point and that that was one of the things that was i think kind of interesting when i was watching it is despite all the the kind of over-the-top sappy cheesy dialogue i still was kind of fascinated and want to see wanted to see more about what was going on down those well, they,
3: they put a lot more effort into the world building underneath because i think they just said okay we've got all this we need to build it all up and then upstairs we uh it's new york we're done
0: yeah,
1: it's like standard crime drama, then weird kind of overblown romance, and then you've got this cool underground world where it doesn't matter if you're a mutant lion in a Ren Faire costume. <laughs> 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 That's
0: just like the way things work down here.
3: You, he had to wear tunics because they were the only thing that could fit over his huge head.
0: Because he, he couldn't fit in a one neck. Um, uh, I don't know. I yeah,
3: mean, I'm going to do it all episode, Mike.
0: The first the first episode, when I was watching it, I was about 20 minutes into it. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be really rough. And by the end of it, I was like, huh, I kind of want to watch the next episode. So it, it sucked me in enough that I was intrigued.
3: I will tell you one thing that really bugged me about about the first episode was the whole she gets attacked and her face gets all cut up. And it's like this whole thing. Like, Oh, you know, poor you know, Kathy. She's oh, having her nightmares can I call and everything. It? Can
2: I call it? Hmm? Can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and call this what bugged you. Go ahead. The fact that her scars just totally disappeared.
3: Yeah. Like, why do you even bother putting that into the plot if you're just going to immediately be like, oh, well, she's totally fine. Everything, you know, miracle plastic surgery, no no scars at all, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Just because the, that's that's sloppy writing to me because it's like if you don't want to have to deal with putting her in makeup too – Every single time, then don't write that into the pilot. Just say that she got stabbed in the gut. Then you don't ever have to worry about showing. Well, and then you know, everybody,
2: scars or, everybody kind of pretends that she still has scars because, like, when she goes to visit the other girl, she opens it. Goes, he did the same thing to me, and she's like, oh god, yes. And then yes. she goes, it's like,
1: she randomly left one scar behind her jawline mm-hmm. that <laughs> is always covered by her hair unless she needs to show it. Yep. Right.
2: And then the doctors are like, oh, we totally missed that one.
3: Yeah, Like, oh, gross!
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: But it I, created a moment between her and Vincent when he's like, you know, oh, your scars are gone. And kind of made him probably feel a little bit like, uh, you know, you damn, can do that, but I can't.
3: <laughs> my bandage work is top-notch.
1: <laughs> and of course, we know that one scar makes you a twisted monster. Right.
3: Obviously. We'll get back we to le- that. We learned that in, in, the, in the now. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Well, Wait for it, <laughs> and that's where you write it in, and you leave it anyway. Yeah,
2: so I mean, I I enjoyed it. I it I can see why I wouldn't have watched this when I was a kid because I well I didn't because I know I see a, saw at least part of it was like this is entirely too soap opera ish for my tastes. Yes. Um it's but it is does have that eighties cheesy charm to it. I mean, it is a you know I I told the girls I'm like okay one you're gonna watch this with me no complaining and two You know how you kind of, I said, like, um, Stranger Things has that eighties feel to it. I'm like, this is what they're going for. This is
3: the authentic (laughs) eighties. Yeah. And this is why,
2: this is why they only waited in the pool and didn't jump all the way in because.
3: (laughs)
1: Well, and you got to give it props for committing to being weirder than anything else that's on TV at the time because it's been years since dark shadows. So supernatural fantasy romance was kind of out there. It's just a shame that this came on before the thinking about TV moved from you have to be able to jump in at any given point and be able to completely understand it. Huh. So you have the case of the week. If they committed to longer meta plots, this could have really been something.
2: Oh, see, if they, I... if they had turned this
3: into like a like a you're talking about like a serial like with an overriding plot
1: yeah like if they had committed to the uh reason she got attacked and made that a week-to-week thing uh with other stories dropping in kind of the way they did with x-files where they didn't go full lo- uh lost would be the first series
2: that you absolutely if you missed one episode you were
3: out of it you were lost <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: well and that's what he what josh said about uh dark shadows dark shadows It actually – I thought there was a remake of it. I thought it was earlier than that. It wasn't until 1991 that that one came out uh, starring Ben Cross as Barnabas Collins. And that's
1: the thing is I'm pretty sure that the fact that this was popular for its two seasons before they lost an the lead actress basically inspired that revival.
2: Oh, my gosh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in it too. (laughs) Well, and the other thing about this show that I Wait, he
3: was he was in Beauty and the Beast.
2: No, he was in no. uh, the remake of Dark Shadows. Oh, okay. The Dark Shadows. We got to do that. Uh, we got to do that.
0: Eventually, we will. I would think. Yeah. Um, the the makeup, the the set dressings, and the makeup for Vincent were actually above par, especially for television.
3: True. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, he he was believable.
3: It, it looked fairly yeah. realistic.
0: Yeah. I mean, if if there was a lion man wandering the se- sewers yeah. of York. I mean,
3: every time I imagine a lion man in the sewers, that's what he looks like, well,
0: just like I, the police uh, detective did. Yeah, in the
3: especially
2: for the for the time. I mean, special I mean, this was almost I would say movie quality special effects for that for that year.
3: Oh wow!
1: Looking, this was also an early role for uh, Mayim Bialik. She oh, was surely. in there too. Yep, she was a young girl from the world below called Ellie. Oh
0: neat probably in the fourth episode right right after we stopped watching
2: (laughs) right but i mean all in all i was not disappointed by this i wasn't like oh my god i can't believe you know why why did we watch that but it it was fun it's like it's like a retro you know kind of like oh cool you know this is this is better than i expected it to be but Mm -hmm. not definitely not something that i would have i would have been in on when i was when i was you know 12 years old
3: I hated many many things that we have watched more than I've hated than I hated this. I will What are
2: you talking about, Pat?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured that this was going to be really painful to watch and I'm probably not going to go back and watch the rest of it, but you know, it was fine. There were some things I got some value out of. I could see the
2: Jordan R. R. Martin creative influence in the way some of the stories were put together. Yeah, because George R. R. Martin got involved, and he was the first one to throw a guy down a bottomless pit that apparently exists underneath New York.
3: There there probably actually is a bottomless pit (laughs) under New York. (laughs) It's It's called New New York.
0: York. (laughs) (laughs) It's called New Jersey. Um, Oh, Oh,
3: oh, shots fired, Jersey. What are you going to do?
0: I can't say anything. I live in Rockford. What do I got to boast about? Taco Taco Bell. Oh, number one Mexican restaurant. (laughs) <laughs> according to a meme. Um, the, <laughs> Joel's uh, going to see a
1: bunch of guys in tracksuits wandering around Rockford looking for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll show him a bottomless pit uh, over here. Anyway, <laughs> the other thing I, I liked about the show is I love the, 80, the 80s New York and you didn't get... I mean, you got plenty of, of 80s New York in this show and I always like looking back at, at what it was back in the day. It was so dirty and and just it was New York, Mm-hmm.
2: yeah, dirty New York. And you've got the generic uh, um, Guardian Angels running around there in the one episode. <laughs> what did they, what did they call them? Which episode was that?
1: Uh, he's talking about episode two, and I don't know that they had a name. They just had white berets. Oh, and- with the guy that was
0: dressed like Vincent, kind of. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know they had a name. I just thought he was like the he was like the other trainer guy that was friends with main trainer guy, Delroy Lindo. Yeah,
1: I think he had a separate organization, but I don't know if they ever gave it a
0: name. Maybe they did. The well. Guardian Devils. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> the Protecting Angels. Maybe.
3: The Guardian The Guardian Angles.
0: Oh. Ooh. John Cena. Oh, wait, that's different.
3: <laughs> it's Kurt Angle, yeah.
0: So- I know, bad. Okay. All in all, no, I mean,
2: I, are we? Are you guys like Josh? You know, it's like not disappointed, but not something you're going to go back to.
3: I wouldn't. I wouldn't use the word disappointed. I mean, I would use the word waste of time. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go back and watch any more of this. It's about as. It's about exactly what I expected it was going to be.
0: It was actually why I never
3: watched it in the first place.
0: It was actually more melodramatic and cheesy than I was expecting it to be, but oddly intriguing but i would not watch the rest of the series
1: yeah i I don't know that i can give this a thumbs down but it's not an enthusiastic thumbs up
0: yeah
2: i could uh, my mine is i can see why it was why it was popular then you know i can i can definitely see the attraction to it
0: for for the 80s yeah i think if anything with this show i would watch like an episode from the second season to see how they kind of changed it and then i'd want to watch the last episode just to see how they wrapped it up. If they wrapped it up.
3: I tried to watch the last episode.
0: Well, I mean, I, I want to see the one after he stopped doing NASCAR and he became a hip-hop artist. That one would be uh, killer. That yeah. didn't happen, back On that
2: note. <laughs> yeah, let's go to break. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we're just going to try on. and get it together.
0: <laughs> 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 no, he's no, not. I'm not.
3: <laughs> Do not lie to the audience.
2: <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a little bit. Joel's going to go practice his rar. <laughs> rar. All right, we are back, and we are going to talk about the 2012. 2012? Yes. Beauty and the Beast, the TV show. That is
1: definitely a thing that happened. Yes, <laughs> that is.
2: So yes. this is created by Sherry Cooper Landsman, known for a TV show called Unforgettable that I've never heard of. It's hmm. a hot, well, obviously they yeah, hot female cop show, except she has perfect memory.
1: And her partner is Nat Kinkle. Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, Unforgettable.
2: Also by the Ron Coslow Who created the first 1980s two- uh, version And then strangely enough Jennifer Levin Who did Felicity hmm. Take these three people, put them in a room Shake firmly, and then you get this Whap Yes, <laughs> you get Beauty and the Beast 2012 uh, So Kathleen Chandler Witnessed her mother's murder And was almost killed herself Until someone or something saved her Nine years later, she's now working as a detective for the NYPD, and the case leads her to Vincent Keller, an ex-soldier and doctor, who believed to have been killed in action during military service, is actually alive. As she comes to know him, she finds out more about her mother's murder and who and what Vincent really is. Mirfield.
1: So, as far as I can tell, the others asked Ron Coslow what the names of the major characters in his show were, and he told them, and then one of them
2: said, "Cool,
1: I want to remake the '70s Hulk." And the other one said, "Cool, I want to remake Law and Order."
2: <laughs> you got your Law and Order, and in my Incredible Hulk. Your <laughs> Incredible Hulk is in my Law and Order.
1: Say, Doctor, who gets mad
2: and goes around as a big monster, helping people out. Well, it's, it was more. I think it was more like um, Jekyll and Hyde. Burp, burp. Hmm? More like Jekyll and Hyde. The classic '70s TV show, Jekyll and Hyde. No, the story, <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. Oh. It, just, it just reminded me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All
2: right, you guys go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> just like thinking about Vincent's
1: story arc, I was like, they're pretty much just ripping off the Hulk. Well, but not the comic Hulk. The TV Hulk specifically.
3: The Bruce Banner Hulk.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> David Banner.
3: That's oh, it's right, right. David, yeah, David in the David Banner, yeah, because Bruce is gay apparently. What? Yeah, that's yeah? the reason they, they they changed the name from Bruce because it was you know at the point at that point it was seen as a gay name. Not joking.
1: Yeah, we talked about this way back when we did the Avengers show. Yeah. Yep.
0: Wow, that's I thought, right. I remember that now. Good. Thanks, Bruce Valanche.
1: Thanks, Bruce Jenner. Campbell. Hey.
0: <laughs> I tried to think of a manly man.
1: Anyway. So yeah, I, Beauty and the Beasts uh critics did not love this.
3: I didn't even know it existed. until I didn't we either. decided to do this show.
2: Well, Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at a twenty percent approval rating and has an average rating of three point two out of ten, uh based on the fir- on thirty reviews for the first season. And I think
3: I think it lost ten percent just based on the the partner's accent that came and went.
2: No that too. Um, though the website consensus reads a thoroughly middling romantic fantasy series, beauty and the beast suffers from a silly premise, mediocre writing and bland characterization. But there were some other people that liked it and said more mixed, but slightly favorable reviews uh, provided by the New York daily times and New York times who stated it's such a natural, it's downright devilish and then went and cashed their check. And then the other one said, "A uh, girl power themes will probably play well to the network's core audience. Now, I watched this with my girls, who I believe are their co- core audience, and they got up and walked out of the room. Hmm. They left.
1: See, hearing uh, people talk about how bad this was, I guess my expectations were set somewhere different. Because while I can't say I liked it, my review would be like, not as bad as you think it is was okay, I mean, I like Kristen Croik, yeah, I have since uh smallville croik mm mm-hmm. i
3: i like I said, I didn't even know this this show existed. I'd never heard any of the good or bad, so i I didn't go into it with any kind of preconceived notion um and i just i mean I found it just very uh boring, honestly. Well, it was. I found, I found myself drifting, like mentally watching it. I just, and suddenly I'd be like, oh crap, what, what happened? And I'd have to rewind it like 30 seconds or so.
2: Yeah. So, well, let's go. Catherine Chandler is played by Kristen Kroik. Jay Ryan uh, as Vincent Keller. L- Nina Lizandrello as Tess Vargas. Austin Basis as JT Forbes, or as I like to call him, no way that guy's not getting either killed or mauled. In these episodes, <laughs> hey, he, he made it to 66 episodes. It so. doesn't mean Oof. he was in one piece at the end, though. That's a, <laughs> uh Nicole Gail Anderson as Heather Chandler, the sister, and Sendhil Ramamurthy as Gabe Lowen. Um, Gabe Lowen? Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> His name isn't Bruce, though. Yikes.
2: Nice. All right, so Beauty and the Beast won the People's Choice Award in 2014 for favorite sci fi fantasy TV show. And won it over such other shows such as Supernatural, The Walking Dead, and The Vampire Diaries.
1: That doesn't seem quite right.
3: I mean, oh. Jethro Toll did win Best Heavy Metal Band, so
2: I mean, Would maybe it's kissed. maybe it's on par with The Vampire Diaries. Yeah, it's definitely not on par with Evil Dead or um, Walking Dead, and it's definitely not on par with Supernatural. Let me see. I'm checking the see. I've never,
3: I've never seen Supernatural.
2: No, Mike likes it. Uh,
3: I, I'm not as
2: much of a fan,
3: and I don't I watch The Walking Dead anymore. We've been over that. Yeah,
2: yes, we have. Yeah, so here's here's what uh, they were up against for favorite sci-fi fantasy show for that year. Uh Beauty and the Beast won, won we're up against Once Upon a Time, Supernatural, The Vampire Diaries, and The Walking Dead. And Kristen Krohn won favorite sci-fi fantasy TV actress over Amelia yeah. Clark. Nina Dobrev, Jennifer Goodwin and Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, that shame. does seem
1: quite right.
0: It's a damn shame if that's true.
1: I mean, as much as I like her, uh she wasn't doing her best work here. I mean, she was fine.
0: Well, it's like, uh, you know, you you see that first episode, it's like, okay, bang, fuck, my mom's dead, and then it's like poof, I'm a detective.
3: Yeah. It's like, I've been looking for my mom's killer for 8 years, like, well, you're not a very good detective then. Yeah. <laughs> Like you can't figure anything out at all until the first episode
0: <laughs> well and and the whole thing, which okay, let me back up for a second i I liked the show aspects of it, like it reminded me of the Witchblade series that was on for two seasons um that i, I for whatever reason really love it, it reminded me of that in the tone and the feel, but the anybody, whole
3: I don't think I've ever heard anybody say they loved Witchblade.
0: I I hadn't read the comic at the time and it drew me it made me go and read the comic. But anyway, the the whole fact that she keeps coming back there and keeps showing up at their place every 10 minutes she's back oh I just needed to say something else. Oh wait, I just wanted to drop by and oh wait, I got one more thing. And I'm turning into Woody Allen. Um, <laughs> and then he would like oh okay, you can't come here and then he'd pop up 2 minutes later. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you you left your clothes in the car, or whatever. And it was yeah. just like this constant whole, back and forth that it became and the whole time
2: just, jt Forbes is going why don't you understand this
1: just, they're like, going to send assassins at us exactly one per episode yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it just became after a while it just came became so ridiculous that I'm like but I, I watched the third episode but I was like it's turning into the original where it just became f- so formulaic that it just like you were talking about how shows used to have to encapsulate everything in one episode. It, this was suffering from a very similar thought, even though the whole Muirfield thing was being carried through. I it, it, it didn't care.
1: Right. And it kind of suffers from the fact that the original had what is one of its strengths, that it was weirder than anything that was on TV at this point, supernatural romance is old hat. Like this is post twilight world. This right. is, Like, the thing that's supposed to make it stand out is already sort of genericized. And you could take the generic cop show part out of any cop show with a twist. Like, let's face it, Monk. The interesting stuff was not the cop procedural. It was the character of Monk. The mentalist. Yeah, any of those. They've got the generic cop show part. And that was this series. But they're like, okay, our twist on it is we're going to do the Beauty and the Beast thing. Well, supernatural romance has been done to death, so that doesn't make it stand out. And then you kind of botch that because the whole thing of Beauty and the Beast is her trying to look past this guy's bestial exterior to find his inner beauty. And the dude is an Amber Crombie and Fitch model who occasionally goes Lost Boys when he gets mad.
2: Yep. He's got a scar, dude. And his eyes get kind of yellowish. Even when it gets how you know he's angry because his eyes go yellow. And he turns and he can, into Rocky Ben.
3: He He's
1: a horrible actor. That's yeah, he was not an awesome actor.
2: What else has that guy been in? Jay Ryan. Known for such things as the Go Girls. Sea Patrol. Sea Patrol. And
3: What else has he been in? The producer of this show, apparently.
0: Yeah. Oh. Uh, gay blower. <laughs> Alright. So
2: uh some of the other trivia that's on here, there wasn't a whole heck of a lot, and a lot of it was written by 14 year old girls. <laughs> um, the whole the show has a following on Twitter where the fans call themselves beasties. Which...
3: Of course they do.
2: Of course they do. Because in... I'm gonna say there's been a couple surprises when they put that hashtag in there. <laughs> um, and it took 14 episodes for Vincent and Kath to actually kiss. Which...
3: And it took one episode for me to not give a shit.
2: Right. And one episode for me to be like, this girl was Catherine. I did not like her one little bit. You know, I watched it up into the third episode. And the third episode, it's like, all right, you guys, there's on there. Apparently, they have not enough crime in New York, so they have to put all the detectives on a rotation. So you get this because there's not enough to go around. You get this case this week, and then next time you'll get the next case, and then you'll get the next case, and they're not on the rotation. So she literally, she, it's the, well, I don't care. I, f- I found a lead. I think I found a lead. And instead of it telling the the uh, two detectives that are actually working on the case, she goes in, she gets evidence without a warrant. She goes and breaks and trespasses. She does all this other stuff. And the whole time I'm sitting there going, watching this going, well, at least they're getting, they're going to go free. Because <laughs> nothing, nothing she has done is legal, and nothing can be. You know, it's just.
1: Well, they did kind of explain that at the end, where it's like you fucked up this case in a whole bunch of different ways, but the guy who got killed was a personal friend of mine, so I'm letting it slide.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna let you be a uh, be a desk jockey for a week. Yeah, was her punishment for that. So, but I, I, I don't know. And I mean, those for as many times as um, Vincent was telling her, look. You know, I don't want you to help me. I just want to disappear and try and fix this myself. And she's, it's like she was trying to, that whole, ever, that one, you know, the relationship where the girl's trying to fix the guy all the time. That's what. Well, the,
3: I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. No. <laughs> well, and then the guy, I mean, you
1: can't really recommend him either because he's doing the whole creepy stalker thing. Yeah. Which, again, is like a hallmark of supernatural romance, right? It's like the, I watch
0: you
2: uh, while you sleep, but it's not creepy because I'm pretty. Right. And if you don't want her, if you don't want her in your life, you don't want her trying to fix you. Then stop hanging out on her fire
0: escape. Right. Stop sending her notes. And the the whole thing with, okay, it's a red herring. It was actually this other person you've already met earlier in the show. I mean, they did it every single episode. Mm-hmm. The person that's a suspect isn't actually the murderer. Oh,
3: yeah, the, the second episode, they're all like talking about how the ballerina got killed, and they're, they're like, "Oh, well, this guy's her, you know, her stalker." I was like, "Okay, well, that's not the killer." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like by the second episode, I was like, "Yeah, not, not the one."
1: <laughs> I mean, that all that said, I mean, this is not a good show, but I expected it to be just unwatchable and it's going to get a thumbs down from me but if i had to sum it up it's like probably not as bad as you think it is but still not very good i don't know i mean
3: there's just, the thing is this is there's so many television shows out there now and it's, it's just there's so many good ones out there now that it's just not worth watching something this mediocre
1: that's true it's mm-hmm. entirely forgettable
3: yeah I, because i mean at least like something like horrible you can kind of you know you can watch it for a kitsch factor or for whatever, you know, or make a drinking game out of it or any of that kind of stuff. But, like, this is just it's just a nothing show. It's just, like, you know, another – I mean, this could be on, on UPN. This could be on the CW. It could be on, you know, Netflix. It could be on anything. It's not, you know, it's not good enough to be on, like, a cable network. It's not good enough to be on, you know, primetime CBS. It's just –
1: I
2: think this is on the CW, isn't it? It is.
3: Yeah. Really ah, there you go. See?
2: Yeah, and uh I lost what I was going to say.
1: Was it a reaction to me saying it's uh not good, but uh not as bad as you think it is? No, what was it? It was something
0: else. Oh. Well, I just can't yeah. wait till they re- totally reboot gone. it again in like 20 years, except that this time they switched the roles where the girl is the beast and the man is the beauty.
3: I think that should be the next. If, if anybody's going to try to reboot this whole thing again, that's the twist they should do. The twist shouldn't be the beast is not really beastly looking.
0: And the beauty is actually a NASCAR driver, and the beast is a hip hop artist.
3: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> it's gonna happen, and there we are. It's totally gonna
3: happen. I mean, there, you know, if, if your driving force for the the main character's motivation is supposed to be, you know, I want to find out the death of my mother. I mean, yes, obviously we understand that you're attached to her because she was your mother, but give us some time to get attached to the woman. The only thing we know about her is that she has jumper cables.
0: <laughs> yeah and they
1: had an opportunity to do something interesting with this to let the uh cop drama of the week slide into the background and get into the government conspiracy but they want to tease it out over seasons and it's just like you got to commit to that because we've seen that before too
3: and it's got to be interesting enough to drag it out i mean the in the first two episodes there was nothing at all that made me give a fuck about this Meerfield company. Mm-hmm. I'm no, like, okay, I mean, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're your generic bad guys. Okay.
1: The scene in the subway was kind of cool.
3: Yeah, that was a good fight scene, but I mean, that's it. I mean, it, it wasn't like, you know, any one of those characters was any kind of notable.
1: Sure. It, it uh, probably uh, would have been more effective if they had made the bad guy you see, like, Uh, In the car, shadowy, talking about how they're going to go after them now. A little bit more memorable and introduced him earlier.
3: Yeah. I mean, they could have turned him into their own cigarette smoking man. Right. Mm. But instead, they turned him into, I I don't know, like uh, Barney Fife with a promotion.
0: Oh, but Andy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's not that bad, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, he's just just generic, you know, government bad guy.
0: Oh, Andy. That was kind of sexy. Thanks. I'm fully capable of the sexy voice. But anyway. Was
3: it mainly just because it was a Barney Five reference? Is that what Mm -hmm. made it sexy?
0: Oh yeah, totally. Everybody loves Barney Five. And his one.
1: Sexy Barney Fife is my next Halloween costume. Oh Andy.
2: (laughs) Nice. Give me another one, Andy. Oh wow.
3: I'll give you my one bullet.
2: All right, we've 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 gone to a really weird place
3: again. <laughs> 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 to but be anyway. fair, we started
1: in a pretty weird place. Yeah, I'm not saying
2: yeah. we drifted too far off the road, but now we're going into Barney Fife gay
0: sex par- parodies. So it's...
2: It's already it's, been done.
0: And it seems um, like twins, too. This is the rebut. Anyway, I... I, I, I and then there's just so much shoddy police work. I know Mike mentioned it, but I mean, even beyond just her one case where she, with the immigration thing... Just she's asking the the examiner to kind of cover up the fact that this guy was murdered in a different way than what she said he was, you know, with self-defense, quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's like, she's he's got, you know, he looks like a lion attacked him on his neck, you know, yeah. or whatever. And it's like, I, I don't know. know. It just it's shoddy police work on all sides. It looks like
2: he was picked up and slammed against a car hood several times. Did you do this? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, adrenaline. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's and it to it, it is to, to the the thing is that you've got the like Josh said you've got the peace, police procedural drama, you've got the uh, supernatural romance going on, and then you've got what is what would be the third part of it? Is there a third part of it? But they're so distilled, there's cr- that you can't. I mean,
3: cash. Stilted on your, writing, would you say that's the third? Stilted part? Stilted
2: writing, that's exactly it. That's the third part of the of the of the, of the Triforce on this one. But it's like they tried to put so much into both of them. Oh, now we got to do a little bit more about um, about his background and where he came from, which honest to god super soldier gone wrong is bullshit.
3: It's been done to death for one
2: yeah it's been done done to death for one and two, it's a super, it's supposed to be supernatural. You don't use you know it's not it, they're making it out to be this whole supernatural thing in the way that they have the premise. But it's just, you know, a guy who's got hopped up on experimental drugs.
1: Well, sure. And the whole thing is he believes he's a monster because he doesn't have control. Only we don't really see him not have control.
0: This this show, in my my opinion, is the prime example of a show by committee. This is all put together by a bunch of people in a think tank that are like, okay, what's our next show? Okay, well, Beauty and the Beast is up for... You know, the rights are up to, to purchase. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we make it modern? Okay. He's an ex soldier. She's a cop. All right. I like it. Girl power, you know, and it, it's, 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 it's <laughs> exactly, it's, it's a show put together by the executives. I, I, I believe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I guess when he doesn't show that he hasn't, that he ha- has lost control at all, that he seems to have it under lock down most of the time, you've basically got Captain America who gets a little ugly every time he uses his powers. Mm-hmm. That That's not an interesting... It's like, why... I, I get it, government agents are after you because you shouldn't exist, but all this, like, I hate myself because I'm not human anymore. Really?
2: Yeah, just have a Snickers. <laughs>
3: yeah. like, you, you need to get over yourself. If, you know, Ron Perlman lived in a goddamn sewer.
0: I know, you have a warehouse and a nerd. Look how far he got him. He made it on the NASCAR circuit. Oh Jesus Christ! I don't even. I'm gonna know. make that where joke the, funny.
2: Where did that come? No, you're from? not. <laughs> I don't know how you made that. I mean, if if you said like maybe he was racing car- horse <laughs> carriages in Central Park, that would make sense. NASCAR makes absolutely no sense. So he's in New York. Right. You're,
3: you're, you're gonna make Mike have, have. He's gonna like have a nosebleed by the end of I, have
2: I already have a nosebleed. I'm getting a tick. <laughs> Stop
1: trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> ah, I got that.
0: Nice.
3: I got that reference.
0: <laughs> Good for you, Pat. Want a cookie?
3: Yeah,
2: actually. Oh, okay. Got one?
3: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: so
2: no, I don't. closing out. If given the force being forced to watch two thousand I mean uh, two thousand twelve versus nineteen eighties, which one would you watch? It's either that or chew on a razor blade. <laughs> I mean I wouldn't be
1: enthusiastic about watching either, but I probably I, I have to give a m- almost thumbs up for the '87 and a not very enthusiastic thumbs down for the new one. So I guess that means the '87 wins out.
3: Yeah, as much as I like Linda Hamilton and Ron Perlman, I would still have to go with probably the 2012 version, but I would just mute it. Because I'm, the two lead the two lead cops are, you know, I mean, they're attractive women. There's no denying that. So, I mean, just mute it and watch the hotties run around and, and break all kinds of police protocol.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm
2: going with the 80s one, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with the 80s one. I can, I can, I can, the cheese is better than the just. The onion, wine? You know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was, I liked that. that yeah. was See, look at that, all that time. You could have just been saving all those up and giving that just one good closeout like there and. <laughs> He got it together. Nice.
0: Wait for the NASCAR. Yeah, now I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, right. I'm working on the next lap. Right on.
2: So, all right. So that's where we fall on that one. I think uh, for next week, it should be pretty well, Let's it.
3: Do, let's do the straight-up thumbs-down, thumbs-up for everybody. I'm uh, a thumbs-down for both myself.
0: Hmm? Oh, boy. Um... I'm gonna give a thumb sideways for the original and a thumbs down for the new one. I'm, I think I'm in with Joel.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty close to that too. Yeah, it's kind of like, eh, it's all right, but I wouldn't. I mean, I,
3: I will not watch another one of these shows for the rest of my life, and that is a guarantee.
0: I, I don't, I don't disagree with that thought. Yeah, I'm pretty much there too. Mm-hmm. There you go.
2: So on tap for next week, Beauty and the Beast. More beauty, more beast. Yeah, we're going with the Disney version. Uh,
3: Hopefully these will be much better.
2: Yeah, the Disney version uh, animated and Disney version live
0: action.
3: Well,
2: consider
0: the Jungle Book and how that turned out. So there's hope.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to tell us about your favorite episode of Beauty and the Beast, maybe uh, you thought we were way off. Uh, there was something amazing that we missed in these two. You can give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's
2: 708 right? NASCAR. If you want to call us and tell us about NASCAR, you can <laughs> call Joel's personal number, which I'm going to post on our site. <laughs> and you can also find our older stuff at uh, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe.com. And uh, also at our home on the web at 40go14.com.
1: Yeah, and you can always shoot us an email at 40go14 at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at 40go14. Yep.
2: Let us know why Ron Perlman should be doing a NASCAR movie. Shut up. Well, he has to do the movie first before we... I think he just didn't want you to encourage Joel.
3: Yes.
0: Notice how I'm just being quiet, letting it happen. I was going to (laughs) say
2: I can mute him at any time, so <laughs> Oh now you tell us.
0: Could have the whole time.
2: Could I have?
3: Man the man in the hairpiece was Bruce Willis the whole time.
2: Alright, folks, we'll talk to you later. Good night. <laughs>